0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Bhangra Podcast. Just a quick thing before we get into the episode, just wanted to add something because we didn't get into it during the original recording of the podcast, but note that teams that have only competed once are only listed on the rankings if they won first at that competition. Also remember that you can check out the full listings of team rankings on the website All Alright, let's get into it. Hey everyone, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Pangra Podcast. Today I'm here with Konto Shah. He's the co-director running championships of Pangra. I'm also here with Sid Pandit and to help me interview Konto today. Uh, why don't you like, in- introduce yourself, Konto?
1: Yeah, sure. Hey guys, my name is Konto, like you said. Uh, I've been around the circuit for a long time, since about 2008. Um, danced and captained with KPGD. Uh, CBS, UNC through the years, i uh, been judging a whole bunch in the circuit, um, and I'm also uh, a co-founder uh, and co-owner of Carolina Indian Arts Dance Academy here in Raleigh.
0: Alright, cool, cool. So, let's just jump right in. Uh, what really gave you the idea for this competition in the first place?
1: Yeah, sure. So, there's been years of debate over this topic, on BTF especially. Uh, you know, someone tries to come up with this idea and a way to make it work, then someone shoots it down and then it disappears for a year. And then the conversation starts again a year later, and it, it's just pretty much been that forever. Uh, and so myself and Sumit and Ify, the, the you know, the owners of uh, Carolina Indian Arts or CIA, like we like to call it, <laughs> um, we decided, you know, like we, we want to host a comp as a part of this academy um, to, you know, bring Bunga to the forefront of our community here in North Carolina. And show the community here what this dance has given all of us. At the same time, give our students here in academy at the academy an opportunity to witness, you know, the very best and be inspired as they uh, grow through the circuit and take their journey um, with Bungra. So uh, that's a big part of it. Um, but you know, all those things added up, and the conversation started up again on BTF like it does every year. And we were like, you know what? Why don't we just say it's time to address all the debated concerns? And come up with the resolution for each of those concerns and then make this idea actually happen so um all of that we started doing some research in the area and we have a really really unique venue here in raleigh um that uh, there's a video coming out about soon with the venue release but all these things added up to just feeling like it was the right move for us
0: all right and i mean so you may, you asked us to interview you so you can really start explaining a lot of the confusion around championships and people just don't like to read your website apparently. So uh, why don't you like go ahead and give a little brief like elevated pitch.
1: Sure, yeah, so I'm just gonna kind of do the highlights. Um, and we we put this on our Instagram post if you guys want to check it out, and these are written there as well as on the website like Boomer said. Uh, but basically, um, the highlights. So there's no bid or partner competitions, there's no standardized rubric. Uh, all competitions are included in the model except for competitions with exclusive lineups and we can get into that later on. Um, there's 10 invitations that will be sent out for the lineup spots. Eight of those are guaranteed based on a scoring model that we've come up with. Two of those will be wild card invitations. Um, scoring for this year's uh, championships are based on the season that we're calling uh, the end of May to, I think it's March 16th, 17th weekend. Uh, and then invitations will follow that day. So um, at the competition, there'll be three placings and at the end of the day, we can only claim one team as the champion. Gotcha, gotcha.
0: So I noticed that you said that the season, end of May to mid-March, you said March sixteen, seventeen, something around that date. Uh, what about competitions that happened in between, you know, like the two comps that come to mind are like Bunger on the Rocks, uh, Crossroads Bunger, like those Indiana comps that happened around that time. What about those? Will they be considered sure. so, into it?
1: Uh, our, our, our competition data set for April 13th and we're, we're going based on that. And we w- I wanted to come up with a window of time that made sense for teams to have enough time. And we can talk about that more. So your question on, do those co- comps count? No, because, well, if there, if there's anything that's after March 16, 17 weekend, those competition scorings will not count towards uh lineups, uh, invitations for this year.
0: Okay. But what about like the following year with those counts at all? Now?
1: They don't. we're calling it a refresh as soon as we get to the end of May, because we feel like that's when the season pretty much restarts.
0: Okay. All right. So, another thing you said is that um, in that little intro that you said is that, um, like competitions that have exclusive lineups, juniors, whatever, whatever. So you're telling me blowouts not in the, so blowouts not gonna be considered then?
1: That's correct. Um, so, unfortunately, uh, a collegiate competition such as blowout or whichever other ones are out there, uh, don't give every team an equal opportunity of getting in. So it's by being exclusive and, and, and having, uh, you know, containing what types of teams can actually get into this competition. It doesn't create an even playing field for all teams to get in. And that's something that's been really important to us. So another way to think about it is, is if you twist it. So you're only thinking about blowout right now because that's a major comp, but think of it this way. What if a junior team goes and wins a junior team only competition? And that's part of, that's one of the main reasons that they get in to the top eight invitational side of things you know okay. we'll get in over a team that didn't have an opportunity to go to that competition mm-hmm. and you know those teams
0: okay okay that's fair but i mean so, like so i mean based on like what i understand like reading the website and like talking to you before like this rubric i mean not, i'm sorry not rubric the point the point-based system it's based off of like who your competition is less so than like the name of the competition so i mean like obviously like those junior competitions you don't have data on like you might not have a lot of data on them but i mean Personally, like blowout, you're gonna have the entire year. You're gonna have like data from all those teams. You're gonna have, like, in, like you they will be like everybody who goes to blowout will have competed and they will have, like, at least competed a few times where you cannot like kind of gauge their elo rankings and whatever, whatever. So like, I don't know. Like, I understand, I understand your point about the junior thing, but I think blowout is like a special case where you can base the like the point runs ranking and everything like that. So
1: while we value every competition and encourage competitions to, you know, continue to have their identity, just like blowout has theirs as the collegiate championships, uh, we admire them for all that they've done, but unfortunately, in terms of this algorithm and in terms of our scoring, it just doesn't really make sense to give a team credit at a competition that every team couldn't apply to. So there is one catch to it. However, uh, and we can, when we dig into some of the part of the equation, we can talk about this mm-hmm. but uh, a team that places at a competition that's exclusive is still getting credit in their placing percentage and that's a big factor in the scoring model uh, they're just not getting a scoring average from that they're not getting a, sc- a score from that competition to go towards their average they're simply getting credit for placing
0: okay all right we'll go into that later then um in that case. So then, okay, so would invitationals count then? Cause I know there's some rumblings about some NJ competition that's occurring that's invitation-based. Like, would that be considered exclusive or not?
1: No, no there, we don't consider invitational comps exclusive because while someone is picking that lineup, every team still had a shot of getting into that lineup. So it's it's not technically exclusive. It's just, you know, some a committee picked it and their application process is different.
0: Okay. Like one, like one of the listener questions was, will there be discount teams for international teams, cheaper hotels, stuff like that?
1: Yeah, we would love to have international teams. You know, we, we think that the international circuits specifically in the UK and in Australia have, have blown up honestly. And had, we think they deserve a shot at competing for the championship. So yeah, you're, you're right. You'll notice some international teams on the model. You'll notice some international teams on the current rankings um, in terms of budget and whatnot. We're, we're working hard right now on the budget and, and hope to make it as affordable as possible, but I don't have answers like that quite okay. yet. Okay. Um, but we do. I, if, if there's any international teams that are listening right now, we, we really hope that you guys have a great year and, and have a shot at you know getting into this lineup and showing North America what you got.
0: Right. Assuming the usual suspects end up going to this competition, you know, Delay, FCB, Fudge, KPG, DNJ, Canada all like all the other, all the other teams, like those are the teams with like the most like quote unquote reputable and like most experienced dancers and judges are on those teams. If those, if those teams compete, obviously like I'm I'm assuming that those T, those, um, people could not judge the competition. So how is judging going to like happen?
1: Sure. So we're, we're in the process of picking our judges right now. Um, Active, you're right, active t- dancers who are on teams that have a good shot on of getting into this lineup won't be considered to judge. That's just, we can't do that, yeah. obviously. Uh, once we finalize the pack panel, we'll release it publicly. Uh, the goal of this is, of, of picking this panel, is to make sure we have a balanced panel that brings a wealth of knowledge. But a key thing that we're trying to hit on with picking these judges is that they've had major success on the circuit. Mm hmm. Uh, and so that's something that we're looking at and making sure we, we have on our panel, um, uh, if we're asking all these incredible teams to,
0: um, all right. So let's actually like get into the confusing bullshit. <laughs> um, so like, how does this ranking shit work?
1: Scoring aims to give credit to the overall success of a team throughout the course of a season. We talked about when the season is, um, all teams will get a placing percentage. We call it the weighted placing percentage. Uh, and that's a value that fluctuates because what that value is, is pretty much just your average placing at a competition.
0: Okay.
1: So, you know, like if you get first, you get, a you get one, mm-hmm. if you get second, you get a 0.7, if you get third, you get a 0.4. And if you average all of your total, like average, each competition's placing over the course of a year, that's your weighted placing percentage. Okay. It's just pretty much your average placing. Okay and that's something again that'll fluctuate throughout the year because that's changing as teams place at different comps.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Mm um next thing is all placing teams no matter what with the lineup no matter who you beat you'll no matter what get a base score so if you're first place you're getting 10 points if you're second place you're getting seven points if you're third place you're getting four points if you don't place you don't get any points and no matter what that's that's there okay and then there's another side of the, the equation that adds to that
0: okay
1: um The next part of it is what I'm talking about, which is all placing teams will get additional credit for who they beat. So think college basketball, RPI, strength of schedule. That's what we kind of made this part of the the equation, uh, try and emulate. The idea is that we don't really want to give a competition name more value because of their name. Mm. We don't want, you know, competitions year to year changed all the time. We don't want it to be anything that's a partnership with a competition in any sort of way like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: More so, we want it to be about who did you beat that night. Okay. So that's that part of the, the strength is if you're first place, you, you you get credit for everyone underneath each that you beat. If you're second place, et cetera, et cetera. You're just getting yeah. credit for who you beat, and the credit that you're getting is based on how good those teams are throughout the season, which is that placing percentage that we talked about.
0: So, in that case, so, right, so what you're telling me is, like, it's based off of, like, who I compete against. So, like, I'm gonna, like, use examples from the past, like, two, three years. Like, let's think about Big Ten. Big Ten was stacked. Like, like beyond stacked. Like, for example, like, it it was, like, what, SPD first, FCB second, Buckeye third, and whatever. And then, I mean, whatever else. So, like, Buckeye placing third at, like, Big Ten is weighted more because you place against very, like, good, like, very good teams, or, like, like, because I know, like, I know, like, for me, like, like, I think, like, this is how, like, the art, like, all, Ross All-Stars, sir, what Ross All-Stars works, like, it's just, like, you go to number comps, you get first, second, third, you get points, and so, like, so a team could theoretically go to a bunch of smaller competitions with not such good lineups, get first at every single one, and then, bang, they're on, they're, like, get, guaranteed a lock-in
1: spot okay so rankings are based on an average score not a total score and that's something that's really important to know about you know number of competitions Mm -hmm. so while going to lots of small competitions can give you a high placing percentage Mm -hmm. you likely won't walk out of there with a super high score that goes toward your average because you didn't beat anyone it's an average of all your competition scores not a total of all of them so say i go to three competitions that are brand new and there's no one, there's only small teams that have never competed at all of them. The base score I'm going to get at one of those competitions is only 10 points Okay. because that's the first place. And, and I don't get additional credit because I didn't beat anyone that has any credit on the circuit.
0: Okay. So, okay. Okay. So then if, so I get first places at, at these comps and then I get additional points based off of who I beat.
1: Correct. Okay. So okay. if you didn't beat anyone that, has any value in terms of the scoring so far this season, Mm -hmm. you know, if they don't have any placing percentage, if they don't have any wins, if you go and beat teams who are not competing as much, you're only going to get 10 points out of that because you won't get additional credit for beating anyone. So So say you go to four or five of those competitions, while you have a high placing percentage, Mm -hmm. you still only are walking out with 10 points from those competitions. So your average score is only 10 points.
0: Okay. Okay. So then like theoretically, if like, I'm a relatively unrecognized team, but I pull off a major upset, get second, and beat some, like, bigger team, I would, like, get a lot of points. Not on the, um, like, the base point, but, like, off the, what was it, though? WPP?
1: Right, so you, yeah. you'll you get weighted placing. That'll go towards your season's weighted placing percentage. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, but, say you went to a big comp, and you don't have experience yet in the season, but you go and beat teams who are placing throughout the season, mm-hmm. you're gonna get additional credit for that because okay. of because you beat teams who okay. have some some scores on the season. Okay.
0: All right. Okay. So there's that. Now, I'm going to go back to Big Ten then. So, actually, not even Big Ten. I'm going to go back to, like, Berg. Berg, the past, like, two, like two three years or so, has just been, like, kind of stacked. Sure. And, like, even fourth place, like, getting fourth at a comp, like, Berg is a fucking, like, accomplishment because, like... The point value, like, I, I, I know going into those, like, and you know you judged, but I mean, like, point differences between these teams were, like, half a point. Like, nothing, like, they're really incremental. And, and, like, based off your rubric, it, I mean, based off of this, um, this uh, algorithm, it, see, it says that it's, like, one, two, three. Fourth place is still, like, a bitty, pretty fucking big deal. So, like, do you think there's, like, some room in the future for that to, ha- like, happen, or, like, what?
1: unlikely uh that's something that legends does do they do get you know one through eight at a competition with eight teams they go they know every single rank and that's how the elo system works Mm -hmm. our system is different because we don't partner we literally are just taking the placing announcements and putting all of those all however many of those there are into this model
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, so you get more bang for your buck if you go to those big competitions because you get an opportunity to take out teams with more weighted placing percentage okay but if you lose at those competitions you're not getting credit for it.
0: Dang. All right, so like hmm. All right, so like, I guess I'm thinking from like the um like like the borderline team where like I don't I'm going to I'm going to take MBT for example because they're, the, they're the first to come to mind. Cuz like they're a very solid team. They did well last year. But I mean, they might not or like I don't, I don't even say MBT. Like I let's like, let's like take take t- like team A. Team A goes to like some of these larger competitions, but doesn't necessarily place, but, like, gets fourth. And then, like, maybe they they show up and they go to, like, a, like a bunch of, like, a few competitions that are, like, higher tier. Like, let's say they go to Berg. Um, they go to Boston. They go to... Mela's kind of been, like, coming up lately. And then maybe they went to Big Ten. They didn't like they didn't place at any of them. And they might have gone to, like, one cop, like, one smaller cop and, like, placed first. But, like, that's the only... Is that, like, so that's the only team to get... I, mean, I think that's, like, one thing personally I think... May, you might want to look into in the future and possibly adjust
1: but i mean that's just me um yeah i i hear that and that's something that we we discussed quite a bit you know this model doesn't give credit to the team that's going to get fourth at every comp yeah. but at the end of the day this comp is called the championships of bungra mm-hmm. and is a fourth place team at cons- consistent fourth place team at competitions truly one of the best of the season and that's something that we addressed in the model and we, we decided, you know what, getting a placing is what's is, is what's credit, you that's know? Fair. And that, at the end of the day, two years later, no one remembers who got fourth. Everyone remembers who placed. And that's who gets, who deserves the chance.
0: I right, Damn. Yeah. Not wrong. Not wrong at all. I know you kind of hate on this before, but I do want to like, like ask you, like clarify this. So are comps values based on anything from past lineups? Cause I mean like year to year. Like, I think the only, like, really consistent lineups that are, like, big are, like, Berg, Boston, Blowout, and Bruin. Everything, and, like, lately, Mela. Um, But other than that, like, Big Ten happened one year, and it's now gone. And then, like, NDC one year had, like, AEG, Fortile, and, like, CMU when they were really good, and the next year, like, I don't know. Like, every competition has, like, different lineups per year. So, like, is that at all factored into the um, equation?
1: You know that that's something. That's a great question. It's something that we knew would be an issue from day one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, like the question, and this was always brought up: was you know, are the are the B comps such as you know, Berg, Bruin, Boston, Blowout, all those? Are they going to be weighted more than other competitions? Mm-hmm. And that's something that we worked hard to come up with a system that didn't give a competition name any more value than the rest. Okay. So that's where you know the strength of a win is more so based on, or it, it's fully based on who you beat okay. and not the name of a competition. Okay. And then that's, that's something that we wanted to make sure didn't, you know, didn't make small comps lose their value. Okay. We want it to be something that we don't touch what competitions are doing. We more so just want to get their placing and yeah.
0: Okay. So, I mean, like, so not at all, it's just based on the strength of the teams you compete and the teams you beat, not what competition you go to. Correct. All right. Cool. And some questions, some things in here. Is there any like preferential treatment for anybody who does lock in? Like, do they get to pick lineup spot? I don't know. Like, is there any kind of preferential treatment for them?
1: No. So, regardless of if you're spot one or six or whatever spot you are in the guaranteed invitations, mm-hmm. you're not getting any anything special. You're getting the opportunity to go head to head, and that's it. Okay. So we're not, you know, an invite is an invite, and if you're first in the rankings, happy for you, and I hope. You, ha- you, you you come and, and show what you're worth, you know?
0: Like variable by variable.
1: How, is this, how does this um,
0: formula work? Per comp score equals base score plus K times sum of WPP. What's it all mean?
1: Okay. So each competition a team goes to, they'll get a per competition score.
0: Okay. okay.
1: So that score is equal to the base score of placings, mm-hmm. which is First place gets 10 okay. points, second, seventh, third, fourth. If you don't place, you get zero. Okay. That plus is a K value, which I'll explain in a second, yeah. times the sum of the waiting, placing percentages of the teams that you beat. This is where the strength of, of your win comes into play.
0: Okay. So,
1: Say I get third place teams four through 10 or whoever at this competition, I add up all of their placing percentages. Mm-hmm. and put that number into this value so i'm beating all the teams that have done however well that those teams have done so that that's some so if you're first place it's every team underneath you mm-hmm. If you're second everyone but first if it's third it's everyone that didn't place
0: so question there would that adjust throughout the year so like let's say yeah. um so let's say like uh like a lineup for example like la- the previous year they didn't do like amazingly so like nobody really expected them to like come out so hot like they did this past year and so like let's say a team beats a line at the beginning of the year where like they don't really have a point value, but then they end up like getting and then the line. I went on get first, 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 like, will that team that beat them the one time be rewarded later on. Yes. Okay. The
1: scores for weighted placing percentage do not lock. Okay. So that's not like per competition score. The base score is the only part of it that will remain the same uh-huh. throughout the season. Okay. As the season progresses that number is is being factored into whatever the team is doing cuz weighted placing percentage again mm-hmm. is your, your average of your placings throughout the season. Okay. So that number is going to change. Okay. Okay. So how big of a win it is, you're not going to know until mm-hmm. later in the season.
0: Interesting. Okay. Okay.
1: So that's that's where it's really comparable to RPI. You don't know strength of schedule until you get to the end of the season and you realize all the teams that you actually beat. Got you.
0: All right. So then uh, okay, so then what's that K value then?
1: So K value is, is just a constant that we put in. Uh, this is something that's also in the ELO system that legends uses. This is constant value is something that's pretty much in every scoring model like this, whatever sport it might be. Okay. Uh, And what it does is it just, uh, inflates the value of strength. to to the level that we want it to be. Okay. Okay. So, uh, we, you know, we tested that K value with tons of different numbers until it came up with what we felt like in, in the models, what felt right. Okay. Uh, and so it's just a constant value. No one has control over that. That uh-huh. value doesn't change. It's okay. the same all season.
0: Gotcha. Wild cards. I have no idea how the fuck that shit works. <laughs> like I, I, I get it like nine through 12 places one time. Can you like explain this?
1: Let me just give an overview yeah. of okay. the wild card. So the wild card is something that we built in to give us flexibility to cater to what goes down in a certain season. Uh, Rankings and scoring in this algorithm are unbiased and untouched by us. But we want to make sure that there's a, there's no team that's left out because some sort of mathematical anomaly, uh, to, to get the opportunity to compete for a shot at the championship. Mm-hmm. So that's why we built in a couple of teams into this system. Um, and we wanted to make sure that only a select few teams were really eligible for these spots. So the way that we're doing it is, uh, and it's not one per category, it's just two spots wildcard spots that are open to these teams. These teams include the teams that barely missed the cut, teams 9 through 12, and the teams that only went to one competition and won first at that competition. <coughs> if a team went to a only one competition and got second, they're no longer eligible for wildcard. So, we're talking about a, a team that goes to a, you know, one comp, gets a big win, and that that's that's what gives them the opportunity to be considered for uh the wildcard spots. So, since we do averages, we do average scores for our rankings. If a team only goes to one competition and gets one big win, mm-hmm. obviously their score is going to be pretty big. It's going to be a, a big number. Yeah. But we're trying to gauge success over an entire season. That's mm-hmm. that's the premise of this. Okay. So a team that only goes to one competition, and only has one score to go towards their average, mm-hmm. towards their average, only warrants them the opportunity to get a wild card spot, and that's yeah. something as a committee that we decided. So you can follow up with whatever
0: yeah okay so then all right so then i'm gonna ask some questions based off of the 2017 2018 season hypothetical rankings that you put out um what was the season cutoff? because everybody's asking me why the fuck isn't spd on this list sure
1: so like i said it starts at the nma okay. spd won big 10 in march or april mm-hmm. okay. that's the only reason all right. all right spd not making on this list isn't the isn't a flaw in the model it's mm-hmm. just the fact that the model started after they won okay. they didn't then, again until this year's model
0: and then so what's what is it uh so they they placed, they got first at bruin so like that's this oh. year's okay so if you
1: look at this year's current rankings they're listed on there with their win so
0: then wild cards is wild card just going to be every single fucking nj team then because like they're all nasty they all get first and like I'll be very honest with you it feels weird if you're going to have championships of Fungra without an NJ team. Or, like, because, like, the past, like, this past year, NJ Folk Lovers, NJJ, and NJ Wars are just nasty as hell. And, like, not having them there, like, not having them there seems weird. But, like, what, is, is this going to be just, like, two NJ teams? Like, as the wild card spots, you're only going to like, give it to one? Like,
1: sure. So, there's a few things that go into it, you know? And that, you were looking at last year's season. Yeah. Who knows which of their teams are going to compete through this season? Mm-hmm. That's part of it. And it's not just NZ. You have teams like DCMPA that are academies. You have Van City that has uh, three different types of teams that they put out. There's, yeah. there's multiple teams, you know, base and base queens. You know, like everyone yeah. has different types of teams. What we decided as a committee was say there's multiple teams that get in to the lineup or, or are listed on the rankings uh, as eligible for the lineup invitations. Only one invitation will be sent. To a one team name slash academy that's eligible. Okay. We'll encourage them to bring the best team uh, on the rankings, but obviously, you know, they're a shared team. They have dancers on that might go across on either different types of names of their teams and whatever it might be. But uh, we're not going to give out like, you know, say DCMPA or Van City or or NJ has three teams that show up on these rankings. They're not going to end up with three invites. Okay you only get one.
0: Okay. So I'm also going to go into some of the listener questions we got uh, from the uh form I put up on BTF. So one one listener asked, I think it might be better if you ask competitions to send you the rubrics and you pick the teams that scored the highest of only teams that won a competition. For example, say SPD came first placing 95 out of 100, but team like FCB came by second by 2 points, 93 out of 100. FCB should place higher in the standings compared to a different team that came first at a different competition and scored 85 out of 100. But this would require standardizing, judging, and that's a whole other problem, LOL. Hopefully you guys can squash these bugs, but because I'd love to see this happen.
1: Cool. So what was just the example that was just stated is pretty much Legends. Uh, you know, that, that, that goes to the ELO system and the standardized rubrics and the bid competitions and controlling pretty much what's happening at each of those competitions. Mm-hmm. That's something that has always been a concern about the Bunga circuit doing a national competition like this. And that's something that we wanted to avoid from day one. Okay. We never wanted to get into the conversation of standardizing rubrics or bid competitions because we love the diversity on this circuit. And that's something that we don't want to change on the circuit. We don't, we don't feel like we need to do anything to make another competition change what their vision is. So we appreciate all that and we don't want to touch any of that. So plain and simple, all we want to do is reward teams for placing getting into the semantics of getting scoring and, and standardizing is just not something that we're going to do. Okay.
0: Uh, another listener question. Excuse the uh, aggressiveness. How do you explain MBT, Illini, and even Vancity boys making the hypothetical 2017-2018 lineup when clearly for Thiele, and J. Folklovers, and J. Joshile, all had better seasons. So are you rewarding teams like MBT and Illini doing well at smaller competitions with much lesser competition, ADZ, Nushtay Nashville, versus Temple... Teams like Fortile won first place at MCB, second at Buccai Mela, and Folk Lovers consistently did well at big competitions with second place at Six and NBC, then first place at PCS. Doesn't make much sense to me. When anyone on the circuit would tell you Fortile and Folk Lovers should be in the lineup over MBT and Alana, seems kind of flawed, especially when MBT got second at Boston, third at Circle, and just first at NDZ. How does NJ Folklovers with much better placings not get in over them, second, second, and first?
1: There's a few things that go into this question. I know there was a lot in there. (laughs) Um, so first of all, we believe in this model. Uh, We ran multiple different scenarios when we were planning it, we tried different numbers, we tried different things, saw what panned out. So we believe in this model. The next thing is to remember that this is the championships of the season alone. And when you look at, when you look at it like that, the lineup produced will definitely give you the most successful teams of the circuit this season. So the difference is really this conversation is opinion of an invitational versus math. Uh, It it was what this gets down to. Uh, If I asked you to name the most successful teams of last season, and I gave you a date range. I would think, and based on what we tried asking people, most people would probably predict 90% correctly. If I asked you who the most talented teams in the world were, maybe there's some variance in the two lineups. Uh, You know, that's just the difference in the nature of invitational and opinion versus straight math. Uh, Success of a given year versus opinions. Neither is wrong at all. They're just different. And both got credit in different ways. And if you look at the math, you can look at why certain placings gave more value and it's based on who they beat and all that. And, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. And those two teams were pretty close. But uh, at the end of the day, we're just following the math.
0: I, th- I think for me, it's just like, and I, I kind of share the sentiment a little bit. Like, if I'm looking at, if I'm looking at this, like, I still don't get because, like, for, like, dude, Fortile like beat NJ Folk Lovers. It's fucking insane. I mean, for, like, that's kind of insane. Like, they beat Folk Lovers at MCB. They, yeah, they didn't place at Berg, but they got second at, at Mela, and they placed somewhere else. And like, for me, like, I, if I'm like, if I'm thinking about this, like, I would say like. And I, I think this goes into that conversation where it's, like, getting, like, getting second at this comp, first at this comp, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, like just how, like, like, I understand, like, why Van City is up there. Like, the West Coast is the West Coast. They don't really compete anywhere else. And, like, like West Coast is weird. Like, they just go with, they compete in Cali. But, like, if I'm looking, I think the, for me, the biggest ones like, Fortile. Like, Fortile, like, beat a very reputable, like, strong, like, th- like that nj folk like nj folk lovers like balled out at that comp and so did um fortile and for me like me seeing like Ilana and D- okay, drp i can kind of get a little bit maybe but like Ilana and mbt like Ilana didn't beat anyone like yeah they got first in every comp don't get me wrong but they didn't beat anyone like like who did they like who did they honestly beat like i think the biggest competition they might have had is like mbt Play- again, I think everybody's like pointing to, like, Fortile got second at Mela and first at MCB, and they beat fucking NJ. Like, I, I feel like that's where the concern is coming from.
1: Sure, and that's valid. Uh Again, you got to look at it as math, and the fact that these other teams also deserve the credit for what they did. What I'm saying is, Fortile didn't place last year. And teams 1 through 11... Place at every competition. single competition they went to.
0: Okay. And so... so-
1: Fortile still, because they had that big win... yeah ended up getting into the wildcard potential spots okay they didn't place at a competition where 11 other teams uh in the rankings plus the teams that only competed once and won all went to competitions and placed at every single one of them
0: so then i'm gonna go back to that other conversation that other that other question then because if i'm a team and i want like i i i feel like that might be rewarding Teams going to smaller competitions. Like, don't like if I'm going to like name a few competitions like Nashville, uh, Circle City, uh, what is it? NDC, NDZ. Like, don't get me wrong, they're competition. They're like, they are comps that have teams that will compete throughout the year. But I mean, if I'm looking at the year, like this past year, Line, I like no big. Teams went like no no major independent team no major academy went through these competitions and so their competition like the people the team that Illini competed against the teams that MBT competed against at these competitions weren't like big and so I think that's what a lot of people are referring to when when they look at this and say like how is this happening because Illini beat like don't get me wrong Illini won fucking first at a lot of competitions I don't care what team you are that's fucking hard I get that but like to win first at like every single competition in the season that's that's hard and it's like genuinely applaudable, like like worthy of applause. But at the same time, like I think that's where the criticism is coming from when they say, oh, I can just go to a bunch of teams, place first at them, and then you look at Fortile, they, the only cop they didn't place at was Berg.
1: Okay, so think of it like this. You have a team like, well, you have 11, let's see, maybe 17 or so teams on this list that went to, all their competitions and the only team on this list, including the, the automatic bids and the wild card, that didn't place at a competition is for the delay. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the first thing that's really important. You know, they went to a competition and did not place. Where seventeen other teams went to competitions and all of them placed at every single one of them. But that enough okay. should warrant the conversation that this is not that flawed in that in that sense. However, something to consider is this is an average score. Mm-hmm. That's where that one loss really, really hurt for Thiele. Okay. They got a score of zero at a competition,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that goes into their average. So you know, like if they go to, three so and again, so I, I think they that they this is, place, I say then- this,
0: the, yeah, I think this is where the criticism comes. Then, is because like, what if I'm a team? What if I'm a? What if I'm like, like, what if Ilan? I went to Berg and they didn't place, but then they went all like, I think that's, I think that's where the criticism comes. Where it's sure. just like.
1: And- that that's completely valid yeah however i'm I'm just like trying to like give you
0: give you like what people like what i'm hearing what people are saying i think like that's what no no,
1: no, it's valid and that's something that we want to address and get people to understand is that the conversation that's happening right now is under is looking through one lens Mm
2: -hmm.
1: it's looking through the lens of yo i think fertility is great and they had a great year Mm -hmm. but it's not looking at it in terms of math and that's i know that's what you're saying you know maybe you get reward for going to more competitions it's it's there's different stories for each team why they got above for the league. Yeah. Whether it's a team like Alina that went to every comp and won every comp, they won first at three competitions in the season. They beat some decent teams that that warranted their story and why they got there. You look at NSG, NSG won probably the biggest lineup of the year and that warranted them getting up there. Yeah. Look at Sorme, You look at BDS. Those teams won every comp they went to. Then you talk about a team like DRP who went to two smaller comps and one big comp, won both smaller comps and got third at a big comp. That warranted them to have a score that's slightly above Mm Fertile. So, you know, these averages are pretty tight when you look at it. And it's not necessarily that anyone is saying X team is better than Y team. It's more so how does it play out in the terms of the course of the entire season? And does Fertile's story actually get them to a place that Warrants them to be considered above these other teams okay. and they got themselves to a point that considered They guess them to be at least considered to be in this lineup.
0: Okay. So then how are the wild cards picked? Because right now I mean like yes like two of them will be picked but like What are the like which two?
1: Sure So uh, one thing to clarify out of all the wild card teams, you know If you look at the image, they're kind of split up into two categories Those are just to show the different different ways. They got into the wild card conversation. Okay, But. So it's not one spot per category. It's two spots open to all those teams. Okay. It just really depends on what plays out in that year. Mm-hmm. How we're announcing is to be announced. That's something that's coming soon. Okay. Uh, and so we'll hold off on announcing that right now, and we'll make sure we push that on on yeah. social media and everything when we do announce how we're doing that.
0: Okay. So then, conversation that this kind of like goes back to and like is like why I understand like why you would want to use a Algorithm-based thing where you have something unbiased, like you're not getting some random like local teams to like sell tickets. Like I understand that, but um, why not in an invitational? Because again, I this is just like I'm telling you what I'm hearing, and like well, who I've talked to and everything like that, and like kind of consensus from other people. Or what I or I don't want to say consensus. What I'm hearing from a lot of people and the main arguments against an algorithm-based competition for championships is. End of the day, like let's be let's be very freaking honest here. NJ folk lovers, NJ Juarez, NJJ, and SPD could literally smoke half the top eight. When you're saying championships of Fangra. like you, like if you want to have like championships of Pongra, like shouldn't you just bring like invite the top teams of that season and maybe use the placings or like the rankings as a guideline rather than like a oh, cut in stone. This is what it's gonna be, you know?
1: Sure, and and that's. And simple. It's just two different things. Honestly, uh, it, it's just different. Uh, the invitational method is is fine and it's great. And you know, there's been great competitions that have ran the invitational model.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: This is just something that we wanted to do differently, and it's been discussed for years. And we really hashed out all the problems with, uh, at least as far as we believe, we hashed out all the problems with uh, to make this happen. So uh, at the end of the day, it's just the math that we're going with, and. I, I don't, you know, I, no, I can't, I'm not, like, honestly, like,
0: like, yeah, I get it. It's like two different things. Like there is, there's room in the circuit for various different types of competitions. And like, I, I also am very happy that something like this is occurring because it does bring in a new element. And like, if you don't want to go, you don't want to go. You can't like, I mean, if, if you get invited, you don't have to go. And like, I actually, like, I, I really enjoy that. I really like that this is happening because there, like, it's something like it's, there's something going on. That's Kind of replaces that elite eight WBBC thing, and I mean, if another t- if another competition wants to come around and do an invitational, go do it. There's like yeah, nothing, nothing stopping. Only totally
1: great, like we we have no issue yeah. with that. This is our competition, how we're doing it, uh, and at, at the end of the day, if we ended up doing something where we just pick a lineup and we invite teams or we use this as a guideline, it, it ends up being no longer the same thing. It's no longer us hands off letting the circuit play out and and see what happens uh and you know we we really do believe in the scoring model that we came up with and uh when you look at the top eight teams and or even if you look at the full listing of whatever 16 17 teams on this hypothetical lineup and wildcard eligible teams you know at the end of the day none of them are no one none of them should bat an eye uh they they all had great success on the circuit especially those top eight scores Uh, if you look at the bottom the the bottom ones that only competed once and placed once, all of those make sense. Yeah. Uh, you know, and if you look again, if you look at this entire list, the only team that went to a competition and didn't place is for And that's the one that I think people are questioning the most, but that's being okay, forgotten.
0: I mean, last thing then, I mean, like, what do you, what do you hope to get out of this? Like, what do you hope to accomplish with the championships of Bunga?
1: Yes, that's a, I mean it's a good question. It's 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 something that we we've talked heavily about uh, as a committee. Um, it's it's a way for us to to do something different, but also give the circuit something new. Uh, you know, we're here in North Carolina. We've all been on KPGD, and that's we we're known to always try and do different stuff. And this this is a continuation of that. Uh, different stuff. Different stuff. You know? <laughs> Uh, we try to be unique in what we're doing, and this is something that a lot of people have suggested for years and we we really try to work out the kinks so that we can make it happen and uh, give the circuit something new and something something fun to look forward to um, and, and, you know the opportunity for all these big teams to compete against each other. like what better event is there than that on the circuit? We all do this so that we can go uh, compete as a team, but also try and make a you know make a name for ourselves on the circuit. And by doing this competition, we're giving uh, all the teams who have done so well throughout a given season, the chance to go head to head and and really see who comes out on top for that season.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's everything I got. I mean, first of all, I wanna thank you for coming on. I mean, honestly, I really do appreciate that you and Sameed and whoever else is like running this project are doing this. I mean, every year there's like, like you said, every year there's there's a thread on BTF saying, yo, what if like we got, NJ, and FCB, and like GCC, and then Furtile, like, like what if we got them all into like one giant con? Wouldn't that be great? And it's like, and like nobody actually tries to do anything. And like, yes, there are critics for every single Im- initiative in the circuit, but I'm like, I'm very, ha- like, I'm very happy that like you are like actually trying to do something about it. Like everybody can bitch and moan all they want, but at least you're trying.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. Shout out to my co-director, Ify, and, and our co-owner of CIA, Sumit. Uh, you know, we're, we're really trying to, at the end of the day, if you don't believe in this, you don't believe in this, but we're going to be putting together the best lineup of the year. And that's what we get out of this, right? We're going to bring the best teams and it's going to be a showdown. Mm-hmm. And everyone should be excited about that. And we, we've got a lot of stuff coming that we're going to be announcing in the coming weeks that I think is going to build the hype. And, uh, you know, there's there's a big competition weekend coming up this weekend with Boston Berg, AKD. We're, we're really getting into the real grit of the season and we'll see what happens week to week with the rankings Uh, and i think the hype of as we post these rankings is just gonna self-fulfill itself